Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're here talking about topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can also be lonely and isolating, which is another reason we're here to help make moms like you know that you're not alone. Now it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor and healthcare providers directly about any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about everything pregnancy and life as a mom. So grab your cold coffee and tea that's been sitting out for three hours and let's have a chat. Hello. Hey, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That's good. So we are going to talk about your birth story. Okay. Uh, well, this time we're going to talk about Freya's. Okay. So, yeah, let's start. Let's start with number one. Um, tell us all about um, your vaginal delivery um, because uh, women are, they're afraid of delivering. That seems to be one of the biggest hurdles for a woman when she's pregnant is oh my gosh this thing has to come out of me yeah so um i think it really helps to hear <laughs> other women are um what their what their experiences have been okay um yeah i totally agree it's terrifying the idea of giving birth and i will say like so Freya is my first and she is three like moving towards three and a half and um, I will say I was one of those women who was absolutely terrified of giving birth. And I was not so afraid of after and like having a newborn. My biggest mm -hmm. fear was giving birth. And I, I hate needles and I don't like pain. Oh, me too. I, <laughs> I don't have a huge pain threshold at all. Like it's, so I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Especially like <laughs> if I have to get a needle. Um, so you go get lots of needles. I know. Right. They, yeah. You know, like, and when you're pregnant, like you have to get blood taken. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't love getting blood taken, but the needle going, pulling out of the blood, I'm fine with. It's the needle pushing stuff in that freaks me out. See, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah. I'm okay with needles, blood taken. Not so good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Freya was due September 21st. That was her due date. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a teacher. And so I, I was up the cottage all summer and, um, August 13th, I came home. It was a Saturday. I came home and cause on the Sunday I had a bridal shower for a really good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. So I left and I put the dog in the truck and drove home the two and a half hours. And now I remember like driving and being like, oh, like I'm not comfortable, I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, and I remember about four minutes from our house, I had, I had to stretch and I actually like remember losing my breath. Now, reflectively, I realized I was having a contraction. Um, really? But I was at the stoplight, yeah, I was at the stoplight of uh, Water and Maine. Yeah. And I was going through the green light and I remember sitting back and arching and saying, like having to take a deep breath to try and get through it. Cause I was having a contraction. It was so painful. 
or Braxton Hicks. I don't know. But anyways, so I came home and uh, Peter and I, we, he had been working on the nursery and we had ordered a bunch of stuff from Ikea. So we went out to dinner at like five o'clock and we were sitting at the restaurant because it was an early bird dinner and there was kids everywhere and it was just so loud. And I remember Peter saying like, this is going to be our future soon, like five <laughs> o'clock eating dinner. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And it was raining. And then we went to pick up our stuff at Ikea and uh, we went home. Didn't really do much. Peter was starting to build the, uh, the dresser and it was all spread out, you know, the million Ikea pieces yeah. on the floor. Yeah. And then we went to bed at like 11 and I remember waking up at 3.10 that morning. In my dream, I heard a popping sound and my water was exploding. Not in my dream, in real life. My water literally did not break. It exploded and I heard the popping in my sleep. Um, and so because like, you know, your hips are sore in pregnancy, I was sleeping with a pillow in between my knees and yeah. I instinctively grabbed my uh, pillow that was between my knees and shoved it into my crotch to try and stop the, the yeah. water from coming out. And I waddled into the bathroom and sat on the floor, sat on the toilet and my water just was pouring out. And I am very proud to say that I got zero amniotic fluid on my bed when my water <laughs> exploded. It was like this instinctive reaction and I just shoved it right up there and I somehow my mattress was dry. That's funny. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God, like my water just broke. Yeah. And um, I remember Peter was running around being like, what are we going to do? <laughs> she wasn't supposed to come for like a month. No, a month and a half. She was still like, I was just 34 weeks. I had yeah. 34 weeks. And um, so I was like, I don't have any of my things because I was up at the cottage. I was literally going back 12 hours later after the baby shower or the yeah. wedding shower. And so all my clothes were up there. I had nothing. And so we oh, kind of just grabbed some things and the bag is just so sad. Um, and we went because <laughs> you weren't prepared. No, literally had, yeah. had absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, Cause preterm labor was not anything that I was prepared for. I was not, I was like, picture perfect um yeah. like and you had just seen dr strauss yeah like two days before and he was yeah. like no we're gonna have to induce you like he had been talking about it there was no big like this was yeah. totally out of the um so we went to the hospital had to go to emerge because it was after hours in the middle of the night and then we got taken up and then they wanted to monitor me to see um what was going on and they confirmed that i was in fact it was my water that had broken and that I was going to be having a baby that day. Um, that, so then what were you thinking? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh my God. So not prepared for this. Yeah. Oh my God, this is happening. Um, so we waited until about six thirty to call my parents to tell them. And I remember Peter calling and like, I had, I had to tell him like, say everything's okay. Because like, you First, know, you, the yeah. phone rings at like six o'clock in the morning. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, and then. Well, especially when they're not expecting her to come for a month and a half. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. And at that point we didn't know that she was a she. Um, yeah. Because we were, hadn't found out yet. And so we, uh, yeah. So my parents were like, can you feed the dog? Because the dog hasn't been fed breakfast yet. And <laughs> you grab some clothes for Peter because he's in his pajamas. <laughs> and so. Yeah. And could you bring some breakfast? Because Peter hasn't eaten either. Um, 
So I did that. And then I got my epidural mm-hmm. um, because I was like, I am not a martyr. I can't do this. Like I said, so, I was. Hold terrible. on just one second. Yeah. Did they let you eat breakfast in the hospital? No. Yeah. I was going to say, because in case you have to have a C-section or something. Like, Yeah. No, I wasn't allowed, but Peter needed yeah, Peter did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they came, my parents came and kind of hung out. Um, we got our, my epidural, which was horrible. And then why was it so horrible? He, so that at that point, my, I think I had back labor, maybe, um, my, my contractions were pretty consistent with no break in between. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had to sit up, which was super uncomfortable and be leaned over to get the needle in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was not, yeah. And I was not moving very well. I was not sitting really well. It was really hard for me. And it took eight attempts to get an epidural. So I had eight, wow. eight holes in my back. Um, Which isn't common. No, not common at <laughs> you're, all. You're the special, the special case. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. 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 Um, so he finally got it in and then one leg was heavier than the other. Um, yeah. So then once it was in, I was like, this is pretty awesome. Like I could do this. Yeah. And um kind of just hung out the Olympics were on so we were watching like Olympic swimming I do remember looking out my hospital room window and we were facing the river oh and, nice yeah the sun was coming up before anybody got there mm-hmm. and the sun was coming up the sunrise and there were actually rowers going up the river and it was just like so calm and peaceful mm-hmm. um it was like a really nice nice thing to like notice yeah and then, um so my water broke at 3.10. My parents got there. We called my parents at 6.30. They got here about 8, 8.30, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my epidural probably about 11, 11.30. And then we just kind of hung out. I tried to rest a little bit. I couldn't. And then, yeah, I progressed. And at 1, uh-oh, this is going to sound really bad, um, 1.42, yeah. Um, so at one thirty-six, they said I needed to start pushing. Yeah. And so at one forty-two, she was born. And wow! So, so you pushed for like eight minutes. Yeah. So yeah. That, that ended up being speedy for you. It was fast. Yeah, it was really fast. And I actually remember. So I did not push well on my back. I was laying down because I had my epidural, but mm-hmm. I pushed better on my side. So I was like side and chicken bone open and I pushed out better that way um so she was delivered sideways because she was also sunny side up so not only was she a preemie she was also born sunny side up and we were not prepared in any way um yeah and so she came out and Dr. P took her and did her assessments and told me that she was a girl yeah to hold her for about maybe three minutes after she was initially assessed yeah. And they had to take her. Because um, she's a preemie and they yeah. need to check so her. So Peter went with her. So we had said, like, whatever happens, if something bad happens, like, you mm-hmm. to Peter, you always you go with her, go with the mm-hmm. baby. Like, just leave me. My mom will stay. Um, yeah. You go with the baby. Mm-hmm. So he left with her. And I didn't see her for about three or three hours, three and a half hours, maybe, until, yeah, um, yeah until they wheeled me. I was able to like walk and my epidural had taken off and yeah. So that's uh, my chaotic, like unprepared surprise. Yeah. Surprise birth story. Yeah. Huge surprise. 
So what were some of the things that you liked about having a vaginal birth? Um, I liked the recovery. Mm-hmm. So I Much was, easier. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, I, it was a lot easier because I was up within a couple of hours, even though I didn't, wasn't able to see her, you know, like I saw, I had a shower and I was mm-hmm. able to shower. And, um, so I liked the recovery a lot. And even with my epidural, like I liked, I was able to recover, even though I had eight puncture wounds in my spine, I was very yeah. lucky and didn't have a lot, any side effects yeah. um, from that. So I was really lucky in that case. So um, with, when you birthed her, you didn't tear or anything. So you didn't have uh, to deal with. I did tear. Yeah. Oh, did you tear? I, yeah. tear, I tore. Um, so the thing with preemies and a vaginal birth are, yes, they're small. So everyone's like, oh, you know, she's so like, they're small. It's so much easier. Yeah. Well, you think it's that not you actually tear. As yeah, well. it's, yeah. It's n- not actually. So um, preemies are, their heads are not fully formed, obviously, because they're not ready to come. And so their yeah. heads are extremely soft compared to a full term baby. Yeah. So, her baby's head normally compresses in the birth canal, but then compresses to the point where it also self-propels out with the body. Mm-hmm. Um, preemies skulls actually just kind of deform and collapse under the pressure of the birth canal. So they actually get stuck more, more often from what okay. I've heard. Um, so yes, she was smaller, but she was a lot harder to push out because she, I couldn't get her out because mm-hmm. her skull was not helping her slide out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, but I did tear. I tore, I had a first degree tear, I think. So I had a couple stitches. That's not too bad though. No, no, I was lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what were some of the things that you wish you knew about a vaginal birth before you, before it happened? <laughs> so I was really, I was really ignorant in the sense by choice. I did not read anything beforehand. I was like, I don't, you know, what I need to know, my doctors will tell me. Um, I didn't realize that when you get an epidural, you can't walk in your labor. It makes sense, right? Because you're frozen. Uh, yeah. um, but I had never thought that through. So yeah. the idea of walking around and laboring a bit would have, was a really great idea, um, yeah. but it wasn't a possibility for me. And so you're confined to the bed then. Yeah. yeah, and I was also not able to walk around even before I got my epidural because she was a preemie. They were monitoring her a lot, so I had a lot of monitors attached to me even before I had um, like heart rate monitors. And, yeah. yeah, and she was also her because her position she didn't respond well to certain positions, so I had to lay in certain positions to keep her comfortable and her heart rate even. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was propped up in different ways. So like walking was not something that I was able to do. And I kind of, I had thought that I would like to, it would have helped if I could have moved around a little bit for me, I think. Yeah. And like some people like to sit on a ball or do various, various things. Like we learned in our birthing class where where we met. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know the leaning or the massages. Yeah. yeah, None of that happened. You couldn't couldn't do any of that because you were the epidural. Yeah. I didn't get any type of massages. I was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And you you haven't had any massages since. (laughs) Uh, So what are some other things you would have done differently then? Oh, one thing also that I would have, I didn't know was like the checking your cervix when they check how dilated you are. That is painful. Yeah. Like it's not a gentle, like, Oh, let me just like spread you and see. It's like a full fist up there. Like 
I, at one point I thought my head hit the top of my bed, like the headboard, because I got, <laughs> it was just like full arm up. There. Yeah. I was yeah. not prepared for that. Yeah. But yeah, that one shocked me. I was like, so I, I, I remember you telling me that. And I think Cassandra <laughs> had the same experience, a friend of ours. Yeah. And so when I had Caroline and I thought that I might be in labor and we went to the hospital and they had to check, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what they talked about. <laughs> I was like, oh, it would it totally. And if you hadn't told, you guys hadn't told me that, yeah. I would have been like. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like this gentle, like, let's check and see. No, it was like a, a ram right up there. Yeah, yeah. So when that happened to me, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, this is what they talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So back to things that you would have done differently. Um, so I think I would have advocated more for myself to try and move around a little bit before I got my epidural. I'm yeah. all for the epidural. Like give me any type of pain med. Like I need that. I know that that is my birth plan. Yeah. Um, whatever works and whatever I need, I will, I'm open to. Yeah. Um, and I'm flexible, but I think I would have liked to have tried, been able to walk a little bit more. Yeah. But they might not have been able to let you because you need to get the epidural at a specific time, right? Like yeah. you can't go too far. Yeah, that's true. But at least then you would have known that you couldn't go any further without it, right? Yeah. At least I think I would have liked to have advocated more. Yeah. That's what I would have done differently. I was, you know, it was my first baby. I yep. was in shock that I was even having a baby at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and I was scared. I like, I was totally scared. Peter was yeah. petrified and we didn't know what was going to happen. And we were really lucky that Freya was so healthy. Mm -hmm. um, she was like literally best case scenario possible. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I didn't advocate. I was just like, okay, yes. Like let you, this is what you say we need to do. Then yeah, that's what we'll do. I think, mm -hmm. I would have liked to have been more, been able to advocate a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's because really I was kind of limited to and not being able to do things, like I said, because of her prematurity. Well, and yeah. And with a preemie, like you, I guess you do kind of feel like you just have to kind of go mm -hmm. with the flow of things because, you know, the baby isn't full term. So you don't know. Like, no. You can like read I said, as like, much as you want, but that all applies to a full-term baby. Yeah. And like I said, like I had no idea, like prematurity was not even something that we were even considering. Yeah. yeah because yeah. our doctor well, had said, I'm going to have to yeah. induce you at 41 weeks. Like, yeah. And that was literally maybe two days before yeah. I had her. So yeah, it was kind of a fluky thing. Yeah. That was, that would be really the only thing that I would do differently. Maybe Just eat advocate a little bit more. Yeah, eat more eat jello. More jello. <laughs> the jello was so good. Was it? I never had the jello in the hospital. Maybe it's because I don't eat sugar, but I love the jello. Like, oh, I get so excited about the jello. Yeah. yeah. Well, something to look forward to when you have baby number three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, very interesting story. And oh, yeah. you kind of combine the whole vaginal thing with the whole preemie thing. So good oh, for people well. to listen to. Yeah, well, there's a whole other thing, like, Premies are a whole other world, and we'll talk about that another day. But yeah, like, we'll do a preemie podcast. Yeah, I guess too. I'm, yeah, I wouldn't be considered a normal vaginal birth in the sense that she was a preemie. Everything else no. was normal. Like, yeah. I did really well. I yeah. know a lot of people are afraid of pooping when they're pushing. 
I pooped. I, I was going to say, everyone poops. That's what I was told. Not, not everyone does. Uh, well, like, if you don't have any, if you pooped and then you were pushing, then maybe, right? Yeah. Because you wouldn't have any poop in you. But all the well, pressure I, makes I, sense. So I pooped with Freya. And yeah. at that point, I was like, I don't really care. I only know that I pooped because Peter looked up at me while I was pushing. And he was like, you have a, a, a clinger just like Jack's or cat. Because <laughs> he has poop that hangs out like on his bum. And, uh, so Peter said that to me while I was. Um, you got compared to the cat. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, like I feel like you need to have a really good sense of humor when you have a baby because either you laugh and you or you cry. And you can't control it anyways. And it's so. really funny. And I would I will say that I was told by the doctor that actually I've been told by a couple of different doctors, but both our doctor and the delivering doctor, um, yeah. because for us. Are at our hospital it is a team of doctors so it's kind of whoever's on call delivers you we don't yeah. get our specific doctor our OB yeah. that we have through our whole pregnancy yeah. um, so I've been told by both of them that um, if you poop you're pushing properly it means that you're oh. using the right muscles so you know what I say poop on the table because then you know you're doing it right that's like <laughs> exactly there you go you yeah, know it'll make it a whole lot easier this is the best way to deliver a baby is to poop yeah a hundred percent it kind of makes sense though yeah because you're using the muscles properly and I think for a lot of first-time moms there's that fear of like oh my god somebody's gonna see me poop well they're already up inside you anyways like they literally see everything why not just let them why not poop and if everyone else is pooping, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, this person pooped, but nobody else has ever pooped, well, right? Like, everyone's pooping. I remember the nurses saying to me, like, when I said, like, oh, my God, I said, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it doesn't even phase them anymore. Like, literally, it's like they take the paper and yeah. they put replace it a new one. Like, there's so many bodily fluids. There's nothing that phases yeah. them. No. Even, like it was hot. So like this is so embarrassing, but it's so funny. But, like cuz our my delivery was like a comedy of errors. So <laughs> I was pushing and I farted. But there was a giant <laughs> fan at the end of the bed that was blowing cool air on me cuz it was yeah. cuz it was August and it was a like a hot hot summer. And yeah. so I farted while I was pushing and the fan blew it back to me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe I farted in front of people. And the nurses, the nurse and the doctor were like, they're like, we have no idea that you farted. Cause like their heads were right there. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I farted in someone's face. Like I was so mortified. And they're like, you didn't fart? I was like, yes, I did. They're like, how do you know? I'm like, cause it's all over me. And she got blown back. <laughs> like it was just like all over me. But you know what? Like it is what it is. That happens. It's, the reality of giving birth like everybody sees every birth is not pretty it's not pretty it's messy and afterbirth is messy too like it is it's messy. super messy and it's it's not pretty and it's no. not like what you see on instagram um no. but it is it is a pretty amazing thing like and not oh, everybody it's incredible because i've been in a birth too like i've been in the delivery room with a friend yeah. yeah and it is absolutely amazing and to be honest like you don't look at what you see happening. You're not like, that's someone's vagina. Like I'm looking yeah. at someone's vagina and it's yeah. not like, it's not that at all. And it's, it is an absolutely amazing thing. Like it is just mind blowing what our bodies can do. So yeah. like, 
I think we need to let go of the like picture perfect, like, and just do it because our bodies do amazing things. And like in a vaginal birth, it's, it is crazy what happened. Oh, just kind of embrace the power that we have. The whole, the whole like conception of the, the baby all the way through the birth. And then even beyond like watching a child grow is incredible. Like it just boggles my mind. And sometimes like I look at the kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you came out of my body. Yeah. Like yeah. their dad and I had sex and then they were conceived and then they came out of my body. Like how mind blowing is that? Yeah, it is mind. It really is mind blowing. Like there really is not a better word. Like it really is. It's, it's just crazy. So I think it's really important to like, just kind of let go of our preconceived notions and trying to be perfect because it's not nothing, perfect. Is, nothing is perfect. And things happen in delivery and in labor. You can't control it. Mm -mm. No. No, Don't even try. And the best goal is to have a healthy baby. So you do what you need to do. And if that means you push and you poop, then that's Mm -hmm. what you do because nobody is going to be phased by it whatsoever. Nobody cares. Everybody is focused on the baby and you. Well, and Dr. Strauss, who was both of our OB, who we absolutely love, um, he always would say the goal was a happy, healthy mom and a happy, healthy baby. That's it. That is his goal through the whole process. Nothing else matters. That's what matters. You're healthy. Your baby's healthy. That's it. Yeah. And I was lucky. I had a healthy baby. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I guess we will end it on that and um, we'll talk more later.